This is Feed the People. Episode 3, with liability and injustice for all. I'm Darby Daniels, and you're listening to How Insurance Companies Kill People. Alright folks, welcome back to the final installment of this bombshell investigation. A sentiment I'm positive you would have already agreed with, of course, but let me assure you, what you're about to hear will undoubtedly put me and this podcast in the history books. So hang on to your deductibles, people, because I'm not playing games anymore. As you'll remember, in the last episode, I found out that Wendy was not, in fact, a helpless little plebeian begging for breadcrumbs from Amity Nation, desperate for them to cover the damages accrued when Michael Thursday sustained serious injuries from running into her fence. No, no. She is a high-ranking member of a pyramid scheme, to put it indelicately, called Diplo. Stands for the Defrauding Insurance for Profit Organization. I'm a level 4 captain insurer, and that means I have four people under me. I run my own ship, and we'll be sailing into arson missions before the end of this quarter. And the whole electric fence incident was actually a setup, an orchestration by Wendy and Diplo to take from Amity Nation what they've been taking from their poor clients since the dawn of time. Now, you might remember that Wendy tried to recruit me for the company, and I, of course, did what any responsible journalist would do and agreed. Why would I pass up the opportunity to go inside what has to be one of the most unusual underground organizations that exists? And I know, I know, I can hear your reservations through the spatial temporal sonic fabric. Darby, this is a good leftist podcast. How could you possibly begin to involve yourself with and support a multi-level marketing scheme? And trust me, listener, I do really hear you on that one. I know that even while we might be in favor of taking down Big Insure, we have certain moral values we just cannot move past, such as reservations at the prospect of a company in which one does not receive more than 20% of the net profits, despite being the one who sustains severe bodily injury by throwing themselves onto the electric fence. Rest assured, I did not join Diplo to be in service to their organization, but rather to infiltrate the biggest industry no one knew existed, and of course bring light to any injustices I bore witness to, in the way I have always done, as an exceptional journalist. Trust me, trusted listener. My time with Diplo began a few hours after Stuart's inspection of the fence ended, which we obviously don't care about anymore, lol. Wendy invited me back to her house to sit down and go over information about the company and my future role there. Take a listen. Well, Darby, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am to have you on our team. Yes, I'm sure. I am a really impressive person. You certainly are. You'll be a fantastic your own boss. I know it. But for now, I'm of course your boss, and that's just how these things work. I'm your boss, as well as the senior leadership ahead of me, about 15 people, give or take, going up the levels. I get that. I get that. We have to pay our dues to love money this much. So, I'd love to learn a little more about how all this is going to work. Just exactly what I'm jumping into here, you know? Absolutely! What questions do you have? It's all pretty simple stuff at the end of the day. Find the coverage, find the mission, jump on the fence, get paid! Right, right. That is simple. You're right. Uh, So, 
you feel like the inspection went well today? I mean, I feel like there might have been some issues with some of the stipulations of the policy, the duty to warn Michael that we had talked about before, things like that. Darby, I'm going to let you in on yet another little secret, believe it or not. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not saying this to suggest the inspection went badly or that it doesn't matter how strictly we adhere to the policies, but so that you could feel in your bones just how deep Diplo has burrowed into the American insurance field. Got it? Yes. Listen here. Our insurance claims investigator, Sewer Daniels, actually one of the most senior-ranking Diplo members we have. What? Yep. Level 9 magistrate insurer only below our level 10 premium provider, Miss E. Holmes. God free her soul from her unjust incarceration. Stuart Daniels? The very one. (laughs) You're joking. Not one bit. I know he puts on a good act as a simple man, but trust me, he's got some moxie, that man. You wouldn't believe some of the missions he's accomplished. So he's been with the company for a long time? Oh yeah, probably 20 years or so. That's longer than he's worked for Amity. Yeah, I know. Truly a remarkable man. Saw his way into doing even more, making even more for our good organization all those years back. Did everything he could to commit himself to Diplo, joined the other team just so he could fight for us from the inside, rig the system. Such a genius. I mean, a genius? Really? I'm trying to process all this. I completely understand. It's overwhelming, his brilliance, which he truly has. A genius through and through. I mean, what we do is dangerous, but him? He puts his life on the line every day for us by being a corporate spy. It's a scary world out there. Who am I kidding, though? Stu's seen scary. Been through a lot, given a lot, given everything to us. How do you mean? Whoa now, Darby. You're about to learn all the tricks of the trade. Oh my goodness me, I can't reveal that information at this time, but you'll learn. Wendy, I'm Stuart's daughter. What? Darby Daniels, daughter of Stuart? (laughs) Hold on now, this must be some kind of test. You work for Diplo, making sure I don't spill the beans? (laughs) I'll pass this one, don't you worry. No, today is the first time I've heard anything about Diplo. I swear, I had no idea he was a part of it. Now, listener, I know this is the first time you're finding out about my relationship to Stu, but I trust you to understand why I would have previously kept that kind of conflict of interest to myself. Back to Wendy. Wow, fascinating. I guess I could understand why he wouldn't tell you. Hard to keep your kids on a tight leash these days, you know? Just speaks to his commitment to us, really. So you wanted to join all on your own? That's outstanding! I can't even begin to think about what your daddy would say if I got you on my team. Right, yeah. I'm sure he'd be impressed. I mean, I feel like I don't know him at this moment. Oh, honey. You don't know the half of it. What do you mean? Not sure I should say this. No, please, Wendy, tell me. I deserve to know. Hmm, you're right. We all deserve to relish in our parents' greatness, I guess. I would certainly want to know if I were you. Now listen, what I'm about to say may shock you and then hurt you, but you have to know you will come around. You will be impressed, and wow vows, you'll be in awe. I'm so confused. Okay, listen. Your father completed Mission 500, the most infamous mission there is. The one that really tests every ounce of your dedication to Diplo. You follow? Yes. What was the mission? Your late mother. Holmes, rest her soul. Wait, what about her? Well, you know, her death. Wendy, what exactly are you saying? It was the mission. She was the mission. Mission 500, the kill your spouse via car tampering. The mission. What? 
Yeah, isn't it remarkable? I know it may sting, but think of how much this company means to him. That car exploded with the puff of pure love. You heard it, listeners. I heard it. My mother, Diane Daniels, my own mother, sacrificed for capitalistic greed by my father, my wretched, cursed father. Stuart Daniels. I was in shock. I am in shock. But then again, it all started to make sense. All the odd pieces of my childhood began to make sense in a twisted, horrific portrait. I suddenly understood why our house burned down not once, not twice, but six times when I was growing up. I suddenly understood why Dad had a tendency to lose precious heirlooms. I suddenly understood all those times I broke my arms in my sleep. I am going to avenge my mother, don't you worry. The only question is, how? I'm sure some of you think he deserves prison, and maybe he does, that could be true, but my mother wouldn't want that. No. Like you all, she hated the police. Also that would be too easy. I want him to be scared. Truly, deeply afraid. I think we all know these companies, those that fight for the almighty dollar, they can do much worse to their traitors than jail. So I turned to the only source I knew would truly have my back. Hello, thank you for agreeing to meet with me. Would you mind telling me your name just for the listeners? I'm going to be recording this, just to let you know. That's going to be something you'll have to make yourself comfortable with. Hmm, I respect the fact that you didn't ask. My name is Shannon Cleary. I'm Vice President of Claims Investigation here at Amity Nation. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for agreeing to meet with me, Shannon. I have some information that is quite critical to this organization. A lot of information, actually. To go on. That's right. I brought this back home to Amity Nation. In the craziest turn of events, they became the only organization I could actually trust. And let me assure you, all these Diplo troubles are well behind us. I wish I could end this podcast less cryptically, my dear listeners, but I can't. Some secrets must be kept for justice to be served. And it is being served. My mother is now resting easily. My father now lives in fear. Mark's course's name. Let the title of the podcast inform you. That's all you need to know. Thank you so much for coming with me on this journey. This has been... How Insurance Companies Kill People. This podcast is dedicated to my late mother, Diane Daniels. Well, well, well. What a fun listen that was, was it not? Mr. First Degree Fallen, about 25 times over from the sound of it, Stuart Daniels. Shannon, this is ludicrous. That was obviously fake. You can't believe one word. I mean, you heard how much of an objective hatchet job that first episode was. Come on now, I'm leaving. No, no, no. Sit back down. You're not. And here's why. 
We've done our own investigating, of course. And it all lines up, Stuart. You're as guilty as they come. I don't believe for one second you have evidence against me. You know where it's from? Diplo. Where? Diplo, Stuart. We acquired Diplo. What? Amidation went ahead and bought Diplo, and they kept astonishingly good records of all those crimes they've, more specifically, you've committed. Listen to this. Hey there, Diplo Patriots. Yes, yes, the rumors are true. I'm getting ready to execute Mission 500, the kill your spouse via car tampering, the mission. I know it has got me a little emotional, but Diane said that she didn't like my suit yesterday, so she deserves it. No, <laughs> I'm kidding, but... Why would you make a video about that? It's AI. Okay, right. What do you want from me? What do I want? You should be asking what someone else wants. Darby, time to shine. Hi, Dad. Darby, please, you have to listen. Oh, be quiet, Stuart. I'm obviously not interested in what you have to say. After what you did to Mom, I just want you to suffer. Is that... is that what's going on here? Are you going to... to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) No, obviously not. Not yet. The life insurance policy I took out on you can't be redeemed within one year of acquisition. So in the meantime, well, I'm gonna work here. Take your job. What? You hate insurance companies. Come on now, Darbs. I hate murderers more. Plus, they're not so bad here. Ah, yes. Darby has been so instrumental in this whole operation. She was integral to our acquisition of Dippler. After she brought it to our attention, we were able to snap them right up. Yep, and they agreed easily, of course, with the green light of their top man's daughter. Why do you want Diplo, though? Why? It's an ingenious business model, so long as they adhere to their agreement to go after any company, excluding Amity Nation, of course. We can drain the competitors dry, and the Diplo members can train our agents better in how to detect fraud. So you'll have people whose sole job is insurance fraud just openly working for you? What? No, Stuart, that's absurd! Oh, hush-hush, strictly, of course. And we will be retaining the MLM structure with them, I think. How's to keep the little ones quiet? But, Darby, this goes against all your values. You're one to talk about values. Now that I'm here, I can go after all the other fraudsters who kill their family members for a buck. It's a part of my grieving process. Let's just talk about this, Darbs. No, you need to leave. Huh? Go where? Anywhere. I'll be able to find you when the time is right. Right. For what? The life insurance policy, didn't you hear? What? No, you can't be serious. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I am. So you want me to leave here and be what, on the lam until your hitmen or whatever come to kill me? Good, yeah. And we have all the information we need to destroy your life right at our fingertips. So I know you won't be a bother out there. What about Darby's thing? People already know. Oh, you're worried the public already knows you're a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, no, Darby did the right thing. She didn't actually release the podcast. She brought it to us first. But we did release it internally to claims investigators. A good warning against letting your daughters join you on cases. Yeah. All right, Dad, hit the road. See you later. 
Hello, scorned and angry listeners. I'm making this podcast to air my grievances, my tribulations at the hands of my greedy, good-for-nothing daughter. I promise you, I'll bring you my true and honest story. Sometimes you have to make a car explode. That doesn't define you. You are still worthy and shouldn't have to sleep in a Camry for 87 nights in a row. All that and more coming up in my first episode. I'm Stuart Daniels, and you're listening to How to Kill People to Avenge the People You Ended Up Killing Because Insurance Company MLMs Tricked You Into Killing People. This has been Feed the People.